Hey there. Yeah, How what's up, doing? Alex Simmons? <laughs> hey, Christopher, or Chris. No, actually, you sometimes write as Christopher Ryan, too, right? I, I always write as Christopher Ryan. Oh. Uh, but it, it doesn't help. Christopher Ryan <laughs> is an, um, uh, a paleontologist or something that wrote Sex at Dawn. And if I oh, go Chris Ryan, he's a Canadian thriller writer who always have titles with one word and a blowed up uh, vehicle on the cover. A blown up vehicle, okay. Blowed up. Okay. It's all blowed up, blowed up every time he writes a book. So I can't win. <laughs> so, well, so maybe you should have to call me Zeke from now on. Hey, I would call him C Ryan. There you go. Start yeah. writing as C Look Ryan. Look like I'm crying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one of the, you know, we're, we're still doing this Anchor thing, uh, this new software called Anchor. Actually, it's about a year old. I think I've said that a couple of times. And um, it's great for doing spontaneous, uh, multiple location podcasts. And this time, I am actually in a coffee slash tea shop on West 58th Street called Argos. So you're going to hear some interesting background sounds, you know, aside from the people talking every now and then. They think they're like, you know, steaming milk or something. You'll hear like the shushes and pushes and things like that. So, and yeah. I am in the exotic bedroom of my house hiding from my own dog so that there's no noise on my side. <laughs> oh, great. Well, there you go. So we'll have noise from my side, but not from yours. And we're waiting for one more person. We're waiting for the remarkable Tim Fielder to join us. It's kind of a great throwback. We haven't had, this was the original show, was the three of us. And mm -hmm. we haven't had the three of us on for a long time. It would be really cool. So I'm hoping that, you know, because this is his first time dealing with it. So it may be, uh, it may be a bit of a challenge for him. Uh, just well, because I told him what to expect, but I, I, we don't have him yet. Well, we can only try. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's gonna talk about um, his his own creation, his own graphic novel series, and there's a lot that went into the creation of this series. There's a lot that inspired him. There's a lot that happened on his journey to creating it and publishing it and selling and distributing this. So there's. It's quite a lot, and it's one of the reasons why we haven't actually have the three of us on a show for a while is is exactly that. We've um, been designing and creating worlds. <laughs> well, I have an idea. Why don't you Why don't you tell folks a little bit about how Tell the Damn Story got started with the three of us? And meanwhile, I will reach into my magic bag of tricks here and pull out my tablet and try and contact him um, and see if he's. Uh, having trouble all right okay. well i mean we uh we actually the three of us got together because tim fielder was getting back into the comics art field and uh contacted alex to do some artwork with him as a way of reconnecting and alex is really cool with all that and that's one of the reasons that worked out and at the same time, I was contacting Alex and saying, you know, uh, we need to uh, extend your product line. 
Let's do some kind of uh, pulp novels, little small. Oh, wait a minute. Is this him? Yes. Tim? Hi. And then there was Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hello. This is the first time I've used this application. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Chris and I aren't what you would call experts at it either. <laughs> we've, we've been working out a few uh, glitches and things along the way. We're figuring it out. One of the things we figured out is when you finish the recording, don't touch anything for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I don't know. Does it, what does it, if you touch something, what it, it, it immediately brought, puts it up without editing? Yeah. Well, uh, well, here, go ahead, Chris. Sometimes it, it cuts off the process and you wind up with a, a minute or a half of your recording. So you have to let it go through the process. Okay. All right. So, really, what will happen is when we finish this, We'll all say goodbye. You guys will hang up your phone, right? I'll wait a few moments. Then I'll hang up the phone, and I'll get this little thing. They'll say, you know, we're processing. We're and then they'll finally say, you want us to contact you when you're ready? Right. When it's ready. Well, that happens so, on our end, too. I suspect that because it says, you know, processing, da, da, and then it has a little red X that says, uh, you know, uh, to finish. And uh, if you hit that red X, that's a bad idea. So <laughs> I just so put don't the hit phone the down head. and let it just switch over on its own. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So Tim, um, we we were starting a little bit about telling a little bit about how this all got started. Uh, Chris oh, oh, hold on. Has the podcast started? Yeah, we're in, baby. Oh, oh my God! Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if there would, you know, would there be like you know music and stuff. I'm like, whoa, this thing we're already in. Okay, cool. We're no, just. Like you just walked into the room and everybody turned their heads. That's oh, just what happened. That's what happened. You know, the, like what usually happens. So, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a hit the ground running type situation. Okay. It's, and, 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 and less less uh, less planning, more from the hip. I like it. That's right. I like it. Definitely. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, first off, everybody, uh, greetings. It's Alex Simmons, Chris Ryan, and the wonderful Tim Fielder here uh, back together again after quite some time on Tell the Damn Story. And, and Tim, it's really great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to, to be with you guys again. There's been a lot going on, I know, on all of our ends. And uh, that's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Chris, you were talking a little bit about how we got started with all this. So, yeah, well, you, What you... I was saying was that, Tim, you contacted Alex about getting, you know, doing some work with Blackjack because you were getting back into the field. And about the same time, I contacted Alex and said, I think we should do short, quick, uh, um, action-packed um, reads uh, like novellas uh, or, or pulp, the old pulp uh, prose books. And um, we wound up, all three of us, kind of coming together on the pulp books because you did the covers. And then you did a great project with Alex that won the two of you a Glyph Award. And, um, and everyone's gone on to the other projects at the same time. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of, you know, as we were doing that, we started doing Tell the Damn Story um, as a multi, uh, multi-platform. We were speaking, you were drawing. It was fascinating. It was a YouTube show at first, and you can still see the old YouTube shows. Right. Yeah, they're still up there. They're still up there. Um, and, and actually... Uh, Chris was mentioning the, the Glyph Awards. Um, Tim, well, first of all, I won one for Blackjack, which is great. 
but Tim won one for his own creation. And Actually, no, I have not. I have not. What did you? I won for Blackjack. He won for Blackjack. Oh my God. <laughs> no, now Maddie was for Glyph Awards, but when it comes to my own stuff, I'm the Susan Lucci of the Glyph Awards. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it has yet to come into my sphere of, of, uh, of experience. Don't I worry, just... Sue. Keep the faith. Hey, that's all you can do. But we'll, we'll figure out. Uh, I've submitted uh, Maddie's Rocket Book 1, the graphic novel, to the Glyph Awards. So we'll see how we pan out this year. And very soon I'll be, I have to mail out my copy for the Eisner's Awards. Yes, you will. Now, quickly, quickly. What the heck is Maddie's Rockets? Because that's part of what brought us together tonight. Yeah, Maddie's Rocket is a project I've been working on for about 20, 20 years, a little bit over 20 years. And... He draws very slowly. I'm sorry, say what? <laughs> I said he draws very slowly. Uh, yes, I'm sure there would be some people who would say that, but uh, what's happened is that the project was a, a labor of love that I started back in the 90s, and i gone through different iterations of it. I initially tried to pitch it to, I think it was Vertigo with Lou, the late Lou Stathis, and uh, he liked it, but then he passed away, unfortunately. Then I tried a half-hearted attempt with King Features. Forgot about it for about 10 years and then went back to it in the uh, late uh, 2000s, about 2009, 2010, uh, and resurrected it as a kind of a quasi-animated project, which almost killed me over three years. And then I got back into comics in 2014. Around uh, Actually, after I started on the Blackjack graphic novel, I decided, hey, I need to do something for myself. And... Uh, <laughs> Had a very brief uh, publishing deal, which, you know, dissolved, thank God. And then I went on to uh, to form my own company. And now I initially did Maddie's Rocket as floppies for about two, two years, two and a half years. And That's 22 over, pages, folks. Yeah, 20, yeah, floppies, I'm sorry. Uh, well, in my case, it was 26 pages for the first issue. And the second issue, I think, was 30. Uh-huh. Um but then they were called I, floppiers. <laughs> right, right, right. So I decided uh, through the, you know, since I own my own business, there have been a lot of lessons I've learned about how the industry works, of uh, buying habits, consumer habits, distribution uh, chains, and realized that graphic novels are the way to go. The most alarming experience was actually I had a few copies of, uh, of uh, uh, There Came a Dark. Hello? I'm here. Tim, Tim, repeat what you said because you were going in and out. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm back. You're back. Okay, that's two. I texted Tim and he said I told him I'd call him back. So we'll, we'll uh, see what happens. We'll just pick up where we left off. Absolutely. I have the feeling, I'm not sure this, this one winked out at seven minutes and 24 seconds and processed and then said, okay, it's, it's complete, it's ready. So I'm wondering if this thing is doing it in increments of like six, seven minutes, and then it winked out. It's, like, it's almost what happened yesterday. It was shorter. It was, I think it was six minutes and something, and then the next one was 13 minutes, which makes no sense to me. That is weird. 
yeah. it's a frustrating glitch that may, you know, it may have to be addressed. Maybe contact we'll contact Anchor and find out what the deal is. But well, I'm going to do that. But the other thing too is there are ways of editing this, and I have to figure out what that is. And then the third thing is we can actually record these separately. You know, like do it somehow on a, like a group call, record the group call, and then edit it and put it up on Anchor. So I mean, um, but yeah, we'll look into it. And of course, all this is being recorded. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, so we're just waiting for Tim to join us again. Well, ladies and um, gentlemen, we are we are we're not panning anchor. We're just trying to master anchor. It has exactly. a lot of up potential, uh, but we haven't mastered it yet. No, we haven't. And and again, you know, when you consider it, you're sitting somewhere out in New Jersey. I'm sitting you know, in the upper. Well, I guess mid. Midtown area of Manhattan. Hey, Tim. I'm back. Sorry about that. So That's you were all right. saying, you? Tim? <laughs> it wasn't you. Yes, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no, I was saying that uh, uh, the the uh, I had learned about the advantages of selling graphic novels over uh, floppies through the fact that I sold for like one day copies of Blackjack, the graphic novel. And, you know, they're more expensive. They cost more. There's more story for the end user, for the reader. And it was just an altogether better experience. And so that's why I'm doing Maddie's Rocket as a graphic novel. And the story concerns a pilot by the name of Maddie Waddy, who's named after my great-grandmother, who exists in an alternative past 1930s, 1940s kind of retro future environment that's like Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. Uh, but it to be uh, 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 authentic uh, actually has the Jim Crow environment that existed during that time in, in America. And uh, that's what I've been doing. And uh, it's been going great. I released it in late November, early December of 2017. And it has been off to the races for the last three months, three and a half months. So can you, me, can you tell us about Matt, Maddie? Sure. Uh, Maddie is a black woman who comes from uh, Coahoma County uh, uh, in Mississippi, which is the Mississippi Delta. And through a series of events dealing with um, uh, uh, interesting uh, 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 race and cosmic based influences, she has to choose to become uh, she chooses to become a, spy, a space pilot. And she has adventures. Uh, the story is a blend of the adventures of Harriet Tubman and the uh, life of uh, Bessie Coleman, who was the first internationally licensed black female pilot. Uh, and uh, that's what it is. And it's action adventure. It's fun. Uh, visually, it's a homage to Frank Hansen, the uh, author, uh, or at least the artist, the, uh, an author of uh, Dan Dare. Uh, and it pulls in all my influences, Star Wars, Forbidden Planet, uh, Doc Savage, The Shadow, and all those things that I love. And how, how old, excuse me, how old is Maddie? Uh, Maddie uh, is in the story, uh, the story is told uh, in three different time periods. It's actually influenced heavily by a movie starring Cicely Tyson called The, uh, the Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Mm -hmm. And it is told when she is a little girl in Mississippi, 
when she's a kind of a younger, uh, early 30s uh, woman uh, adventurer and when she's an older elderly woman in her late 60s. Uh, early I, I got I to I gotta ask you to just to throw in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the background's great, but what inspired Maddie? Because you, you've talked about this before and I really want people to get a chance to hear that. Yeah, uh, my parents are, are in their 80s now. Uh, well, my mom will forever be uh, 25 years old, so I have to add that in there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my parents were born in the 1930s, uh, and they never saw themselves, uh, black people, people who look like them, they're both from Mississippi, they never saw themselves in a kind of speculative environment, fantasy or science fiction. So Maddie's Rocket for me is a kind of an anthropological study in which I'm doing what I call retro Afrofuturism, where I'm basically depicting, depicting, excuse me, depicting a um, a futuristic past as it would have existed with black characters. And uh, I wanted my pa- my mom to see a female character have adventures. I wanted my dad to see characters that look like him with all of the things that would have been indicative of that time. So I tell folks, take uh, Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, and uh, uh, put Lena Horne in the main role, you got Maddie's Rocket. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thank you. That's very cool. So so you said it's been doing well. It's been well-received. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, because I'm doing everything myself, I'm a one-man show at this point uh, with – um, I actually print the books in-house, uh, which has been an interesting experience. But uh, I do all the marketing myself. And as you guys know from our Tell the Damn Stories uh, 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 things, I, I'm pretty aggressive when it comes to marketing because I believe when you release art out into the world, it's your job to promote it and to let people know about it. That's the only way they're going to know about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so uh, the book has sold relatively well, uh, but it's early days yet. But critically speaking, the book has done fantastic. It has done great. It, it has been written up in uh, uh, online media, traditional media, uh, and, you know, with the Black Panther and, and the Get Out and the rise of speculative, Black speculative fiction, in popular culture, Afrofuturism, which is what I am and I've been for the last 35 years, is now mainstream. <laughs> and so that, you know, what is it? They say rising tides and with all yeah. ships. So that's mm-hmm. basically what's happened to me and my work and Maddie's Rocket. And uh, I'm happy to report uh, the vast majority of the critiques that I've gotten on the book have been overwhelmingly positive uh, from young and old. Uh and, you know, the culmination of that being that my book had a number of contributors in it, scholars, uh, Juno Diaz, the Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, wrote my cover blurb, which, you know, had me in my room crying. And my wife thought somebody Beautiful. died uh, oh, <laughs> until she asked what's wrong. I'm like, Juno Diaz liked my book and he wrote a, a blurb for me. And John Jennings, our mutual friend, wrote my introduction. Yeah. So. It has been an incredible experience critically. Uh, there are lots of things that are happening uh, with Maddie and potentially in other mediums. 
And uh, it's just been a fabulous, fabulous experience. Well, like you said, it's, it's the right time. I mean, it would have been wonderful to have had all this happen earlier. And, and actually, if you want to get, you know, really into it, it would have been great if your parents had experienced the things that they did not. Uh, so that in some way, Maddie would have been a beautiful thing to create anyway, but it wouldn't have been that it had to be because they never saw themselves this way. Right. But life being what it is, you, you do what you need to do. And I think one of the things that we've always talked about uh, is, you know, create a world that you'd like to live in. So, right. you know, what we, if we see the thing isn't there, we create it. Um, Chris, did you, did you have any other questions for him? Because I have a couple, but... No, go for a while. I'm listening. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll jump in when it's time, but you're doing a great job. I wanted to get some of the early descriptions of the character out, and then we evolved organically into uh, the rest of it. So uh, let's not interrupt the flow. Well, well I will okay, say so. this. I will yeah. say this. With the graphic novel, a large amount of the graphic, because like you, know, you guys mentioned before, I was out of comics for a long time, and I was in the animation industry uh, and I found out it's amazing how uh, you know you you move to one field and you're just okay but you learn all these technical abilities then you go back to your field that you're really good at and you find out all those things you learned at, well at least I found out all the things I learned in animation were have been instrumental uh, in making me a better artist because I give an example yeah, uh, I don't draw on paper anymore. All of the Blackjack graphic novel was done in the computer. Uh, and in fact, uh, Maddie's Rocket is what I call a hybrid story in that, you know, the, to achieve the look of it, uh, not only is it done completely digital where I'm drawing in Photoshop, many of the environments are done in 3D. Uh, so that's what's happened. It helps me get the look I want and need. But stylistically, uh, uh, 